This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Contino here with Dom Fierro. He's out with his girlfriend doing some ridiculous <laughs> Thanksgiving. Um, Rusty s'mores. Yeah, just the experts are here anyway. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll just get right down to it. Twelve games between Sunday and Monday. Um, yeah, we'll discuss your regular cash game plays as opposed to the uh, the captain mode. Um, we did okay on the captain mode yesterday for Thanksgiving, but let's see if we can uh, amp it up a little bit for Sunday, right, Dom? Let's do it. All right, so start at quarterback position. Dom, what are you looking at this week? So this week. You know, we have a lot of good options at QB. A lot of good, you know, very well-priced QBs this week. One guy I like, and if Morris was here, he'd call it a homer pick, is Aaron Rodgers. Now, obviously, I want them to win the game, but this is a game that both teams need Both teams need to stay in a playoff hunt. And kind of the division hunt also, because we don't know what's going to happen with the Bears now that Mitch is hurt. Uh, who knows how good he'll be down the stretch, but look for Rodgers to get. Very, very pass-happy this game, especially if they go down early. Uh, and he's seen that, you know, Aaron Jones is kind of making those screen plays and even getting out at the wide receiver position now and catching touchdowns and doing all different types of stuff, which, you know, just makes his game so much better. Uh, he's just going to be, you know, this is you're going to start to hit the season, to part of the season where, you're going to try to score as many points as you can, and defense won't matter at all. Uh, so I think Aaron Rodgers definitely one of the better plays this week. He's at 5,800. Uh, and uh, we were just talking right before we started, uh, Russell Wilson at 5,600. That Carolina defense, you know, it all depends which Carolina defense shows up. But Russell Wilson has shown that he still has it in him. Uh he still has some weapons that have been producing very well. Tyler Lockett's been this, one of the sneakiest plays all year. Uh, you know, he's putting up three or four catches a game for 60 to 80, sometimes even more yards and a touchdown every week. Uh, so I think Russell Wilson also is a good bet. And another guy I would take, honestly, is the opposing quarterback in that Sunday night game, Kirk Cousins. He's at 5,500, which I think is very, very low for – the type of game you probably can get out of them except Packers defense. Now, depending on which shows up, they haven't getting a lot more sacks to Packers, but the secondary is still <laughs> eh. And Kirk Cousins at home might be able to throw the ball all over the field for three, four hundred yards. So I think those three guys are pretty much the guys you should really look at this week. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. Um I like Rodgers, especially him being at 5,800. I mean, it's hard. When he goes under 6,000, it's like you kind of almost have to take him because he's still the best quarterback in football, right? I mean, just because he's a slightly off year doesn't mean he's not the best. Yeah. You know? And and uh, even even that with the slightly off year, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been average at best, but still he's had – I think he has two picks. He's thrown – three touchdowns a game, you know, if that's average, then. <laughs> oh, no, I, I agree. I mean, he's quietly having a really good year. Yeah. Just the 
Packers aren't winning, but yeah. he's got touchdowns to one interception. Yeah, me. He's uh, and yeah, like you said, fifty eight hundred. That's almost a steal of a play at QB. Yeah, so I, I like him the most. If I had to dip down a little bit, um, maybe Nick Mullins. He's the one guy I would maybe dip down to, uh, just because he's going up against Tampa Bay, and like we talk about every week, Tampa Bay really does stink. <laughs> it's really ugly. So, um. I mean, off a of bye week, East San Francisco, you know, has has a good solid game plan coming in, and they can produce against uh, a lackluster defense. Nick Mullins might be able to utilize screen game with Matt Breida and whatnot. So, um, but I mean, it, going down four hundred dollars wouldn't even be worth it. I'd rather spend the four hundred extra dollars on Rogers. Yeah, Rogers is my guy this week. Yeah, I don't hate that Nick Mullins pick. Uh... You know, the only thing is you don't know what you'll get out of him. You know, is he gonna, he's either going to be really good or he's just going to be average. Uh, but he can sure sling, you know, sling the pigskin. So, and that Tampa Bay defense, like you said, we talk about it every week. They're just not good. They give. I mean, when you're giving up thirty something points to the Eli Manning led Giants, that's when you know it's officially the worst defense in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Eli Manning only had one e. Uh, one incompletion against them last week. Oh, it's it's very, uh, you know, I was listening to the game on my way home for the week. I was away for the week, and so I'm listening to the game on my way home. And they're saying Eli Manning is just having a day. I was like, Jesus. For one week, I'd say, Eli Manning, I don't trust anything about him. I don't even want to talk about him. He's going to have a day. <laughs> yeah, right. Um all right, so yeah, I think we got our guys. Our guys, how would you rank these guys this week? Rogers, um, Rogers, Wilson, Cousins, and Mullins. That's kind of the order I would actually have it in. Yeah, I would say if anything, uh, you can maybe switch Cousins and Wilson just because of the game that you know who, who they're playing. Where Carolina, you still not sure, and Cousins, you know, he's going up against a lackluster Packers defense in a game he needs to win also. So, but you can pretty much have them, those two guys, two and three, you know, either way. Yeah, all right. I would have to agree with that. Um, so let's let's move on to running back. Um, looks like we got some decent decent options this week. Um, I personally like Joe Mixon and um, the running back from the other side, Nick Chubb. What do you think? Yeah, I think those two guys are having, you know, spectacular seasons. They're pretty much showing. I mean, Nick Chubb, he was hurt in college, so he fell a little bit in draft. And, uh, you know, but he's having a good season after since they got rid of what's his name. Uh, I forgot what his name is. Oh, uh, Carlos Hyde. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and they become a better offense because of it. You know, they're finally, they're kind of letting him do whatever he wants here. Welcome to the NFL. Now it's time to learn. And he's having a great time. Uh, and Joe Mixon, one of the, I, in my opinion, he's one of the best running backs in the league. Not just because of what, he, not just because of what he does at running, but in the passing game too. And that team looks defeated right now with the Bengals, uh, without AJ Green, and you know Andy Dalton is an average QB at best. You know he's exactly what I think everybody expects him of him now, where he's going to be average every single year. And the Bengals are just going to be a team that is good, but 
you know, eventually kind of loses, <laughs> loses it all at the end, but somehow is still competing for a playoff spot. Uh, but I definitely like those picks, especially Nick Chubb at 6,300. I feel like that's a steal at the running back position. Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of good options this week going down the list. Um, those are actually uh, you know the higher priced guys, and they're they're not even too crazy. Like Mixon at sixty eight hundred coming up against Cleveland, I feel like I don't know. It's a little disrespectful, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know they're they're twenty eighth against the against running backs in fantasy, and Mixon, you know, Geo Bernard's not really getting any burn, so. I mean, Mixon's the guy there. Um, they can still play a little bit of offense. A.J. Green should be back this week. So that would help him out, too. I, I think Mixon at 6,800 is a good play. But going down to, like, the lower half of the uh, the plays this week, I mean, there's some solid guys down the list. Like Chris Carson, he's only at 4,600 this week. Look at uh, Marlon Mack. He's at 5,500 against the Dolphins. That's, yeah. That's, like – I mean, Aaron Jones, when, you know, they finally let him get his opportunity against the Dolphins and Packers, and he had a field day against them at the running back position. Mm-hmm. And, and Marlon Mack is one of those guys. He's kind of the same, you know, maybe not as talented, but he's the same type of guy where he can run the ball for a ton of yards and also catch the ball, you know, on the short passes. And at 5,500 against the Dolphins defense, which is 29th against the run, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is – that's a weird. That's I'm very surprised to see that. But at 5,500, I'm not going to complain. You know, that's definitely a guy to look at this week. Oh, absolutely. And going down even further, Josh Adams at 3,800. Um, Eli McGuire at 3,600. I like both of them as well. Yeah, this it's very. It's a very good. Even Peyton Barber at 3,900. Now I know he hasn't. He's had up and down weeks. But he's kind of coming out where he's running the ball more, letting him run the ball a little bit more. And he's almost good for a touchdown now every single week. And he is their, you know, he is their primary back. And he's kind of taken, you know, with Ronald Jones when he got hurt, uh, you know, Peyton Barber kind of stepped in and said, I'm going to, you know, it's time for my time to shine. And he's paid off. And at 3,900 against the San Francisco defense, which, you know, in itself isn't very good. He could be a play too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I personally don't play Tampa Bay running backs, but that's just a personal thing. I, I it's just I feel like they're just gonna end up, you know, being down in a lot of games now. I mean, San Francisco's a, a gonna be a tighter game. Yeah, so they're both kind of low, but yeah, just the the Bucks running game scares me. Yeah, no, no, I definitely understand that. That's why I haven't played Peyton Barber in my fantasy league, but. At the same time, <laughs> he's been going. He's been having a good season, but like like you said, you don't you can't trust him because you know one game he you know he had a really good game last week, but the week before they threw the ball, God knows how many times, and there you had it. Peyton Barber didn't had three fantasy points or whatever it was that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, definitely you know a running back week that you can pick any pretty much anything any guys you want and probably get pro- productivity out of them yeah well it's important to have um the low price running backs this week because thursday was filled with a lot of good receivers um that got taken up you know what i'm saying like amari cooper julio michael thomas yeah uh, 
Kenny Galladay, like they're uh, Allen Robinson, like they're all gone. So that option, that uh, position might be a little thin this week, but the position is heavy. Um, even like Gus Edwards at forty four hundred. What do you think about him? Gus Edwards at forty four hundred. Yeah, he did have a good game last week. I was listening to that game, uh, you know, on the radio. And that seems like Baltimore's almost got a three-headed monster now as soon as they can kind of get Ty Montgomery a little bit more involved. And Alex Collins, I don't think he's going to be what he was in the beginning of the season the rest of his career. So, But Gus Edwards, he had a good game. I wouldn't mind taking him against Oakland. Yeah, well, so I watched a lot of that game, actually. And what I noticed was that – and Mar Jackson had some sort of connection. Yeah. He runs downfield really well. So that's really good for those um, option plays. And he was just running real hard and he looked really good going up. I mean, it was against the Bengals. So I don't want to, you know, hype him up too much. But he did look good. He ran hard. He ran well. And maybe it's something that they were doing in practices all season long with Lamar Jackson in the second team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that could easily have been it because he, he played significantly more snaps this past week than he had all year. Yeah, and I think that has to do a lot with, you know, because now we're seeing kind of the trend in the NFL where teams are, you know, because all these guys have known their whole lives is points, points, points. We don't care about defense. And that's the kind of quarterback Lamar Jackson was in quarterback or in college. And so playing Lamar Jackson's going to start, it looks like, I believe, I don't think Flacco's ready yet. You know, and that kind of, like you said, they're running the option. They're running more of a college type of def- or offense. And Gus Edwards is just going to benefit from that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we covered a lot of running backs. Um, I think we can stay middle of the pack with running backs and bump up at receiver this week. So let's dive into the receivers. Um, I'm looking now, and I see a couple names that I really like. I really like Juju Smith-Schuster at 7,500. Definitely. Uh, Juju's having a great year. Uh, and if there's one thing Steelers love to do, it's going to Denver and just put up points. Uh you know, from as long as I can remember watching Pittsburgh going to Denver, they just air the ball out and they have a great time doing it. And Juju's going to be on the other end of those. Uh, do we think AJ Green is playing this week? Yeah, so he's currently questionable. Um, he said he felt decent last week, but uh, he hasn't even he hasn't practiced, so it's real it's real sketchy. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if A.J. Green plays, Tyler Boyd's got to be in there at 6,000. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. If, if Green plays, um, I think we were talking with uh, another buddy earlier in the week, um, and he's like, should I play Tyler Boyd? I'm like, only if A.J. Green plays, because mm-hmm. A.J. Green, even if he's 70%, he's still, like, you still have to guard him, and you still have to watch out for him. Even yeah. Sometimes, like, he draws defenders, like, almost nobody else in the league, really. So if he was in, Tyler Boyd's definitely would be slotted into my lineup, like, automatically. I wouldn't even hesitate to do it. Yeah, he's – because, I mean, he's still getting targets, Tyler Boyd, even with Green being hurt. But the the touchdowns and all that aren't really there. And because he's getting – now he's getting the looks of pretty much every defense getting what A.J. Green would usually get, so – like you said, even if he's at 70% green, you still have to cover him. And he can still – he's still probably better than, I'd say, 80% of the league at 70% at receiver. So that's definitely someone something to kind of look for on Sunday if Tyler Boyd 
is going to be in your lineup or not with A.J. Green, depending on if he plays. Um, another guy I like, I mentioned him before, was Tyler Lockett. Uh, you know, he's, like I said, he's having, he gets four or five catches a game, but he's, <laughs> he gets the, you know, he's got seven touchdowns on the season. You know, he's almost good for a touchdown a game. Uh, and he, what he does really well when he does get targeted is, is he gets a chunk of yards. It's never seven yards. It's never six yards. It's, oh, Lockett caught one for 13. Lockett caught one for 20, you know. And he's at 5,200. That might be someone to look for if you're kind of, you know, looking to save some money somewhere. Maybe definitely at the receiver position. You can want kind of lower end so you can spend more. He's definitely a, should be on your list. Yeah, I, I actually like both him and Doug mm-hmm. Baldwin. Uh, Doug Baldwin last week said he finally felt completely healthy, and you saw how well he yeah, played. Yeah, firsthand. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he says that, and then after this game, he's like, ooh, it might end up being a game-time decision this week. It's like, so are you healthy or not, man? Yeah, <laughs> make, make a damn decision, uh, you know? Yeah, so I'd rather stick with Lockett as, uh, you know, a against Baldwin. Um, but yeah, like I said, like if Baldwin plays and he's good to go, like he's, he's, he's just a very good play. Uh, very good receiver. He's having a down year, but he's still talented. Um, but I would only pick one Seahawks receiver and I think it would be locked. Yeah. Week. And especially at the prices they're at. I mean, if Baldwin plays, then you can go him, go lock it. They're only a hundred dollars apart. So, you know, either of them are pretty good. I would say, um, Another guy I would say is uh, Sterling Shepard. He's at 5,300. We've seen kind of the Eagles' defense is falling apart at the at the cornerback position, uh, and they can't cover anyone. <laughs> um, Sterling Shepard, last time they played, he only had three catches for 37 yards, but you also have to realize, too, in that game, it was a Thursday night game. It was – cold and it had been raining for <laughs> the, the whole day and that was just a, kind of a sloppy game overall but if Eli Manning can show he still has some in the tank against you know like he did against the Buccaneers the Eagles D is <laughs> defense is almost just as bad against the pass so I would say definitely look for him at 5300 yeah you know I you know me I always I pick Sterling Shepard a couple times um He's been up and down every time we pick him, but I really like him. I think he's very yeah, talented. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think this game is going to be different this time around as opposed to that Thursday night game. Uh, that was, what, like a month yeah, ago just, maybe? Uh, it was uh, like uh, mid-October, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think it'll be different this time around. The Giants are playing decently well, um, and yeah, the the Eagles have like a practice squad secondary yeah, right now. It, it's they're, they're down to the low guys. That's bad. I mean – Morris, if he was here, he'd tell you, but it's too bad he's not here, so we'll tell you. Uh, they just stink. They're so bad. Doesn't I mean, it doesn't get any worse when your backups start getting hurt. So, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So the last guy I have that I think is actually – he's actually my lock of the week, Josh Gordon. Oh, I was, I was thinking it. I was definitely thinking it. I don't think that Jets defense is prepared at all. I think they're about to – I mean, other than Jamal Adams, because I feel like that guy, the Jets could be 
down 50 nothing, and he would never give up. But I don't know about the rest of that team. I do like that pick a lot. Yeah, like I said, I really like Josh Gordon. He's, I think he's had roughly 22 targets in the last two weeks. I'm crazy like you know, that. He's he's one of those guys. And, you know, we were kind of a little bit higher on the Jets' defense earlier in the year because they were playing well. But they're just – they look like they have just given up on the season almost after that Bills game or, you know, during that Bills game, really. Um and, you know, Josh Gordon, he was kind of lost in Cleveland, but now you see, you know, kind of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick effect with him. So I like that pick. I was thinking him, but I didn't want to say it, so I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah, usually um, I'd be sketched about him, but lately he's actually been playing really well. Um, and they're coming off a of buy. They're both coming off buys, but I think that helps the Patriots more than yeah, the I don't Jets. think. I don't think anything could help the Jets right now, so – no, it doesn't. And McCown's playing instead of Darnold. Um, I don't think that really matters, but uh, I saw something. It was like um, McCown versus Brady is the second oldest quarterback matchup in NFL history. God, and the sad thing about that is, too, that McCown's been with God knows how many teams and Brady's just been with one. That shows you what the NFL is like <laughs> when you're when you're really good and then that mediocre quarterback that is suitable to start NFL games still. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Um, the last receiver I have, just if you can save enough money and maybe end up at the flex, is Adam Thielen. I think he's going to uh, go off on yeah, Sunday. I don't even want to talk about him because the amount of pain he's going to cause me on Sunday night. <laughs> he's he's uh, going to be the – only, the only hope I have that he doesn't put up – 150 yards is Jair Alexander, but even then, I'm not even confident. But he's definitely somebody you gotta look at. Even even Devontae Adams too. I mean, he's at 8,000, so he's another guy you can kind of look at. You know, in that game, you know, because he's he's starting to light it up, and he's going for a thousand yards for the first time in his career this year. Very well, might get it against the uh, Vikings this week. So, you know, and that could also. You know, with DraftKings, because you can stack them. So if you can want to draft Kirk Cousins and then spend a little bit higher on Thielen, that could pay off greatly. And the same thing with Rodgers and uh, Devontae Adams. Oh, for sure. Th- those are definitely good stacks. Um, those are probably the the best stacks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to tight ends. Um, oof, I don't know this week. I. Think I like Cameron Brait. The Cameron Brait is one of those guys. Like you know, when we picked him last time, he was you know we didn't expect OJ Howard to play that game, but Cameron Brait still had a touchdown. Uh, you know, I do like that. I think he's probably your best bet, especially for the price at thirty six hundred. Because you know, like we always say, tight ends. You know, you can kind of almost pick anything low and three catches for however many yards and they already surpassed their value and get you points. So definitely something like that or CJ. I don't even know how to pronounce the last. Oh, CJ Uzama. Uh, He saw a lot of targets last week at 41 yards, no touchdowns, but he's kind of integrated himself more into the uh, Bengals offense. So he's definitely somebody I think you should look at too against the, uh, Browns. Yeah, CJ Uzama, I think he's very talented. 
Um, but that that other guy Langle like stole a touchdown. That is true. And it's like, come on, man! Like, you know, he's got the ball thrown him like four times all year, as opposed to Zama, who's been getting, you know, a decent amount of targets. Um, he does all the dirty work, and then someone else gets yeah. The credit. That's that's the unfortunate part about it. But you know, he's definitely somebody you want to take a look at just because of the price too. Um, and then I mean, you can even have you know, Vance McDonald's a little bit higher price at forty three hundred, but against Denver, that defense isn't great. Uh, you can definitely, I think, kind of slot him in for that too, if you're looking to go on a little bit of higher side. And then Evan Ingram, I don't believe he didn't play last time against the Eagles. I don't believe, right? No, he was yeah game time decision. It was raining out, and he was like, nah. Yeah, good. so I think he could be. And you know, he's at forty two hundred, but you know, kind of have we been going off of what we said about Sterling Shepard, where that Eagles defense is extremely banged up. So you can almost look for Evan Ingram to have a big day, and I would say even bigger in the red zone because he's going to be, you know, he's definitely he's he's definitely more of the uh, pass catching tight end. So I think he can be a valuable asset this week. You know, forty two hundred if you're looking to kind of go a little bit more expensive. Um, I I personally don't like Ingram this week. Uh, I would actually I would much prefer Braid over him solely because. Winston um, loves Cameron Bright. Uh, yeah, and, that's uh, true. So, and yeah, and OJ Howard's out for the season. They need to have that connection. I think it's going to start this week, um, going up against San Francisco. Um, and I think it would actually be almost worth it to pay up for George Kittle. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, like if you told me before the year that you'd be paying sixty two hundred on DraftKings for George Kittle, I think you're crazy. But He's really good. Yeah, he especially, which is a shame, kind of. I mean, I don't mind it being a Packers fan you know, with the NFC, but it's almost a shame that he doesn't get to play with Jimmy J this season. He's having a really good season, and that's with C.J. Beathard, you know, which was, you know, once Jimmy G went down, now Nick Mullins, and God forbid anything happens to either of them. So it's almost, you know, I'm almost looking forward to watching him next year with Jimmy G, and you know, he's becoming Mr. Reliable, too. So, definitely, if you're going to spend more, take Kittle. Yeah, I think he's actually a better play than Ertz, which is <laughs> Yeah, nuts. I mean, Ertz is the the Mr. Reliable. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Kittle's, Kittle has only had two games um, without double-digit points for a tight end in San Francisco. That's 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 amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> and because just the quarterback situation is kind of a crappy all year. Uh, the only kind of thing, I mean, if you're worried about spending the money on a higher price tight end, is he's going to get the receptions, he's going to get uh, the yards, but the touchdowns just haven't been there really this year. But still, I mean, I take close to 100 yards receiving and no touchdowns, then 10 yards receiving and a touchdown. So, yeah. So, yeah, if you end up saving somewhere else and you'd rather be comfortable at tight end because I personally don't like really any other options. Like I don't, I don't like Olsen against Seattle. Some re- for some reason that's bothering yeah, me. I don't, I don't like that. Eric is like, you know, he's talented, but going up against Baltimore, not no, really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him. And then you get, then like we go, you get down to Vance McDonald and Evan Ingram. And we talked about them a little bit and Jack Doyle. I would stay away from those Colts tight ends. Cause it's going to be one or the other that go off, and you don't want to be on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, especially at 
4,000 and 4,100. Like at that price for tight end, you kind of need more so production as opposed to like praying for a touchdown. Yeah. And that's where I think if there's one thing you can almost guarantee, it's a Cam Bray touchdown. Um, you know, this week, because that's just where James Winston loves to look for him is, is the red zone. So I would say, you know, go back to your our first pick and Cameron Brate definitely, I think, is probably your lock of the week. Where, uh, yeah, I, I like that. Um, let's uh, let's slide on over to defense um, to close this out. Uh, it's, oof, I'm not really sure. Um, I actually kind of like the Bills. You know, I was I'm thinking that too, because Jacksonville. You know, they did put up points against the Steelers, though, last week. That's the only thing that kind of scares me is that do you want, uh, you know, what team – and, you know, the Bills' defense has been good all year. I will say that. Uh, you know, they're probably your best bet, I would say. Uh, another team you can look at if you're kind of getting up there is you can look at the Texans, too. Uh, you know, the Titans, we don't know. Kind of – they – go off, then I have play a great game against the Cowboys. They go and they beat the Patriots and then they lay an egg against the Chargers, or the Colts, sorry. So, I think the Texans, you can almost kind of put in there too. They're at 3,000 and the Bills are at 2,700, so not much of a difference. Uh, but that's definitely some a team that I would think you can kind of look at at defense this week. Yeah, I, I like I like the, the Texans a lot. Um, yeah, I was just trying to be as cheap as I possibly yeah. can, but I really can't go past the Bills um, at 2700 Below that is the Panthers. I want them staying away from them. The Vikings staying away. Bengals definitely staying away. So it's like <laughs> um, it's rough after the Bills. So that's my cap would probably be the Bills um, at 2700 And then I like the Colts and I like the Texans. Yeah, I, the Colts have been playing really well. I do like them, I think. They're definitely somebody you can look at this week uh, at the defensive side. And, I mean, if you're looking to go super, super cheap, you know, I'm just going to pick the cheap one of the cheapest defenses, and I don't care. Uh, I'm going to say the Packers just because in a shootout, they're good for probably a few interception, uh, interception or two and a bunch of sacks in this Mike Patton uh, defense. So, yeah. And they kind of, and they played last uh, – time I played the Vikings they did have a blocked punt for a touchdown and they had a few interceptions so something to look at but that's only if you want to go you know I'm gonna go cheap and I don't care what you know does doesn't even matter so yeah you just gotta pray for some turnovers at rate um Kirk Cousins does turn the ball over a lot so that's that would be, yeah, like you said, if you were to go low, that would be the only team I would, like, probably consider. Yeah, let's, so in week two of the Packers, I mean, this Packers defense was a lot different week two than it is now. But they had one pick against uh, the Vikings. They had two sacks, and, you know, they gave up a bunch of points. But they played a lot better than that stat sheet kind of shows. And then, they had, and like I said, they had the, the block punt for the touchdown. So... You know, you can kind of, you know, in a shootout, it kind of goes, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Because look at, you know, that Rams and Chiefs game. That was the definition of a shootout. And, uh, 
you know, that Rams defense had, you know, two fumble recoveries, one was for a touchdown, three or four interceptions, bunch of sacks. So that's the kind of what you expect from a defense in a shootout. But like I said, that's only if you're willing to go cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep. Um, and I would say it's maybe, maybe worth it to play the Chargers, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> The the Raiders kind of moved the ball against them a little bit, not much, but you know, whenever the Raiders are moving the ball against you, I don't really trust them. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think the Cardinals could do anything on offense. Yeah, really, that's true. <laughs> Josh Rosen is not having a great yeah, year. He's, he needs the he needs the Rogers kind of route to starting, where he sits for three years and then gets it going. All right. Um, yeah, I think I think the Texans might end up being the best play this week uh, for defense. Yeah, definitely three thousand. You don't know, like we said, we don't know what the Titans really are yet, and which is a shame because it's very late in the season. You would like to know, but and they can get after you know the Texans. That defensive line is scary, so I'd say pick them. <laughs> you know, it's and they're not much more expensive than the Bills, so just do it. <laughs> Yeah, and especially if Blaine Gabbert's playing oh, quarterback. God. Definitely, you definitely got to do that then, so. It's a very big yeah. possibility. <laughs> all right. Well, we covered all the positions. Um, looking like we have a decent lineup this week so far. So, uh, let's move on to predictions. Um, do you want to talk about Morris' Eagles, or do you want me to go? Uh, well, we can talk about Morris' Eagles real quick. Because just because they're going against the Giants, otherwise I wouldn't care. Uh, this Eagles team, you know, they're banged up. They, you know, in this offense, you know, you want to blame the defense all you want, but the offense isn't really moving the ball either. They kind of look very stagnant on offense. Uh, the Golden Tate kind of trade hasn't really paid off like we every thought it would. And. You know, when Zach Ertz is one of your top receivers, it's usually never good. Uh, and on the flip side, the Giants, yeah, one one's a one wins a, all right, two games is a win streak. So, I think the, the Giants roll kind of in Philly this week, and they come out with a win. And I think they might make a little bit of a run here at the end. I don't know if they'll make a serious, you know, push at the playoffs, but. I think they can definitely rip off this game for a W. Uh, I'll go tight, tight, tight. I think it ends, you know, on a possibly a field goal, whether it's missed or made. But I think the Giants win twenty-one to twenty. Ooh, I was gonna go ahead and pick the Giants, but I don't think I could do that tomorrow. I uh, <laughs> see the Eagles have failed me way too much and betting them, so I'm going against them. <laughs> All right, yeah. I got a little faith in, in the Eagles. I think Josh Adams is going to have a good day um, running the football. I'll go I'll go 24 to 20 Eagles. I think Philly uh, does it for their home fans. Yeah, and you know? I think Morris would probably predict at this point, you'd probably say it's an Eagle loss, but who knows? We'll see. So, what about your Jets? What do you like for your Jets this week? Oof. 30 to 14 Oof. Patriots. Wow. 
in a in a barn burner, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. They they have no offensive weapons. It's really it's really bad. Um, I think be having Elijah McGuire back is is good. I think he should be playing majority of the time, get most of the snaps. In my just in my opinion, I think he's way better than Isaiah Crowell. Um, and you know, just they're having a pretty bad year. On, offense is unable to move the ball. Defense hasn't been getting torched as of late. Brady off of a bye is just scary to me. I think he's going to throw the football around a lot and do well. Um, I think they're just going to do as they please. They're going to get all the calls, yeah. of course, as they always do. So it's it's just not looking good. Obviously, I would I would hope my prediction's way wrong and the Jets the Jets win, but just I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah. that's <laughs> no, I definitely feel that pain for you. You know, while I get to watch them every single week up here, so uh, I think that the Jets. I think they lose, but I think they come out and they play inspired football. At least I hope. I think that loss, that blowout loss to the Bills and Matt Barkley was kind of eye opening for them. <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, we're not this bad, but we just played really, really just atrocious. You know, I think that the game's a little bit closer, but the Patriots still, they're just way too good. I'm going to go. Let's go 35-17, Patriots. You said it was going to be closer, but... No, I just realized realized that. Uh, (laughs) All right, so let's go 35-24, then. (laughs) All right, I'll take it. I would would actually enjoy that game if that's what the score is. Yeah, you got to think that the Jets come out and at least play some inspired, you know football especially on the defensive side they they can't just let the Patriots walk over them like the Bills did so but we'll see we'll see uh, I don't think that's going to happen I think I think the Jets are going to play them really tough for probably about three quarters and then they're just going to be dead and then you know Tom Brady and his weapons are just going to be too good and just that's that's all it really is it's not like as a matter of effort or anything because I think the Jets are going to they always play the Patriots tough. Yeah, that is true. So, you know. But I think I think now it's becoming though an effort thing. You know, especially with after that Bills loss, I think it became clear that they just quit. They quit that game. They quit on each other. They quit on Todd Bowles. I mean, although Todd Bowles probably should have been fired three years ago. Uh, but they're just they just didn't want to play. And like you said, they always come up come out ready to play, you know, for the Patriots, especially at home. So, you know, we'll see. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter, so. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to Sunday night game, man. Uh, Your Packers. So, it was, it was very tough to watch that game Thursday night against Seattle. You know, we, we talked about it. We didn't want, I didn't, at least me, I didn't want anything, you know, funky going on on a Thursday night game in Seattle. And what happens? It does. You had the best playmaking quarterback in the game. And you don't go for it on fourth and two. And then before that, McCarthy doesn't challenge the catch, which I almost understand because God knows no one in the NFL still knows what a catch, what's a catch. 
and he loses that challenge. He has no timeouts left, uh, which I'm really surprised that the refs didn't even take a look at it. But am I really that surprised? No, after what happened a few years ago with the fail Mary. Uh, they need this game. <laughs> There's no. They need to pretty much run the table. As uh, Rogers put it last week in the press conference, the, the Packers need that galvanizing moment. That's going to be the new term this year, and I think the Packers come out and, like we talked about, it's a shootout. Uh, I don't think either defenses are ready for the type of points that are going to be put up in this game. But I think the Packers squeak this one out. I think they come out and win. 38 to 28. Uh, no Jimmy Graham, though, which is tough because he was, he was starting to, in that game against Seattle, he was heating up a little bit. Looked like he was going to be primed for a big game, then throws an unnecessary block and breaks his thumb, So, which is unfortunate. But, hey, that just takes one guy, one guy out. So... We'll see. Uh, they really need a win. And there was an interesting uh, stat put up the other day in that Sunday night game between the Vikings and Bears where they went over to, you know, those three teams' schedules for the rest of the season. And it was like the Bears had the 15th hardest, uh, the Vikings had like the 22nd hardest, and the Packers had the easiest, just based off of the NFC North teams. Um, so hopefully they can they need this win first. got to take it a week at a time and get that galvanizing moment. Yeah, um, I like the Packers this week. I think they'll. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a really big day. <laughs> As we were saying earlier, he's just going to be slinging that rock. Um, I think MVS is going to have a decent game too. Devontae Adams. Um, maybe that Tanyan kid at tight end could catch another oh, deep yeah, touchdown. That... <laughs> when he threw that ball up, Rodgers, I was like, Oh, who's there? Who's there? Who's there? And it's him. And I was like, wow. That's when you know you have one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game when he just throws an absolute roller coaster, you know, not roller coaster, but just this loopy ball to the end zone. And he finds a tight, uh, undrafted tight end. I loved it. So I just, <laughs> I went crazy. But yeah, that, that was yeah, a big play. Especially. He was on the run and jumps and throws that. Uh, um, you know, they need uh, – I feel like Morris right now talking about the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut short then. All right, uh, Packers 34, Vikings 27. Yeah, I think I think that's that score is pretty much right on. You know, it's kind of pretty much almost like mine too. Uh, and that's the type of game it's going to take to win this uh, – and I will say, Rogers returns to the scene of the crime last year, uh, where he broke his collarbone and ultimately put him out for the rest of the season, other than that one game against the Carolina. And they're looking for a little bit of payback still from that, and from the refs stealing a victory from them earlier in the year in week two. So it's going to be fun. That's that's for sure. Absolutely, I'm I'm excited for that game. Um, yeah, there's not the other game I'm kind of excited for. Mm, I, the Steelers and uh, Broncos should be. Yeah, that should game. be a really good game. If especially if Case Keenum can be 
any type of quarterback he's he's kind of been lately. He's been having a pretty good season. You know, kind of turned it around a little bit. But that should be a fun one. Uh, you know, another fun one. You know, we kind of talked about it a little bit is that Tennessee Houston game because if you can, if the Tennessee Titans can show up and play, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Houston's Houston's rolling in their divisional. You know, it's a divisional matchup. So. On on uh, on Monday night, yeah, these these games when they get closer, these division games, no matter even how bad teams are, sometimes they're always fun to watch. Yep. Absolutely. What's the Monday night game this week? I just, we just said it's it's oh Texans, is that the Monday uh, night game? I thought that was just a Sunday game. Nope, Texans Titans is Monday oh. night. Yeah, and Seattle Carolina could be a fun one too. That could be very get interesting. Um, you know, if Carolina's defense is even semi shows up, that could be fun. It could be a lot of points, or it could be kind of a barn burner with low scoring points, but we'll see. We'll see. Yep. All right. So we'll wrap things up. Um, just, uh, want to get, you know, get ready for this weekend. Um, we got 12, 12 football games cause we had three on Thursday. Um, hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday. And catch you yeah, hopefully week. everybody won some money, had some, ate a lot of food, and sat on the couch and watched a lot of football. So, yep. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.